Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 10, 9, 8. Ignition sequence has started. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. And now broadcasting from a secret location, your hosts, Joel Sturgis and Doug Hychek. Just right along with Mr. Doug Hychek. How you doing, Doug? Good. You actually beat the... Um, I did. I noticed that, too. I started... Start over, Joel. Start Hello. over. And welcome to Untold Radio AM, everybody. And I'm your host, Joel Sturgis. Right along with me is Mr. Doug Hycheck. Hey, this is our first broadcast where everyone sees us, Doug. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you look great. Me, not so much. I look You're like looking I'm a little cave. bright. Well, we'll get, yeah. we'll get you tweaked first well, night. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it tweaked out, but it's really, really cool. So yeah. what are you doing? How you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm. Um. I. Me and Blaine were working on a. Um. Uh. UTV. You know, side by side tonight. Yeah. I bought yeah. one finally. Oh, okay. did you? And I ended up getting my finger. Well, I was um putting a battery tender in. You know, the cord. Yeah. Got to yep. take the big battery cover off. Sure. And it was really hard to get it on. It's, it's a long story, but anyhow. So I had my fingers on the fender. And then I was pushing with all my might on the other way. And then the fender snapped shut, snapped my fingers between the battery box and the fender. And of course, you know, when a crocodile or an alligator bites your hand, you're going to pull out, right? First instinct. Generally, yeah. Well, I pulled out so hard, I shot blood out of the end of two fingers. <laughs> what? That was weird. Man. No, not a scratch on my that. fingers. But blood is shot out the cuticle. Wow. So wow, my man. fingers are. That, that, that's not good at all. I know um, that can happen. I bought a four-wheeler myself, a brand, brand new one as well, ATV. Yeah. So, yeah, just a oh, normal. Yeah, enough of that. But, um, um, yeah, it's just been a weird day. I. Uh, okay, before you go, though, what kind of UTV? Before oh, you leave the I, I'm not telling because then there's brand haters out there. No way. <laughs> what i say you're screwed haters you brand haters yeah because look if i say i got a player it's all the articat people hate me if i say i got articat all the players or cf moto or cf moto and then all the whatever everybody hates you i hear you you can't win doug you can't win no people are really loyal with um 
ATV brand. There is brand loyalty there, isn't there? Yep, there, there is. really is. I'm glad you got one, though. Yeah, no matter well, what the brand is, I'm glad you got one. I've been looking at them for 30 like years, 10 years, at least 10. Yeah. You know, really interested. But man, they are not cheap. They are not cheap. But 27 grand, 30 grand yeah. for some of them. So, so what yeah. I did, Joe, I bought a 50 inch wide one. That okay. You can run on That's the not ATV. too bad. Yeah. You can ride them on the ATV trails. Yep. You can ride them on the UTV trails. Sure. So it's kind of cool. And, you know, it wasn't all that bad. Nah, good. I'm glad you got one because you'll like it a whole lot better than an ATV. Yeah. You know, at your age. Oh, shut up. You know, the joke amongst ATVers is you age into a UTV. No, I love being on an ATV. I don't need the UTV. I just thought it'd be nice to be able to bring my daughter. I hear you, man. You don't want to come. It's, I mean, okay. It's, okay. Come. it's okay. It's all good, man. It's all but good. Do I really want my son riding behind me holding my waist? No. <laughs> but do I mind him sitting next to me? No, it's no problem, see. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Aesthetics, a matter of aesthetics. Right, right. No, I'm right there with you. I'm see, it's just me and the wife, so I don't mind the ATV right no. now. You know, so you know, I might graduate into a UTV one of these days, but until then, I know that we have a lot of motorsports enthusiasts that listen to the show. Yeah, and and so that's cool. And and uh, tell us your ride, man. What do you guys got out there? You know, we'd yeah. like to hear what you guys are doing. And uh, hey, did you hear the news? I don't know. Are you guys getting hit like we are with the snow? By the way, I just want to throw that out there. The snowstorm. Oh. You ever heard about snowmageddon? I'm not worried about it. It's over. It's over. No matter what we get, it'll melt in a day yeah, or two. That's true. That is don't true. worry about it. So anyone that's listening, March, you know, be careful. It, March is the snowiest day of the month, or snowiest yeah. month of the entire yeah. year. I believe it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you, else, man? Okay. So um, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't. I just had a weird week. You know, I. Yvette went shopping, brought back some oranges on like Monday or maybe it was Sunday. And I tried one and it tasted like toxic poison. You know, oranges are usually really sweet. Well, you got to stop getting your oranges from Russia. No, no, no. These, first I, I think they were Chernobyl oranges. Okay. Okay. But I thought, well, maybe they're, they're, maybe they're not ripe, right? They look ripe, but, but maybe not. So I put them in a plate in the sun. And they yeah. started growing these like uh, Seattle towers out of them. What is wrong with your oranges? They're like alien oranges. I swear, They're like mutant oranges. I could go. Where get are you getting these them. things from? I don't know, but I think what's going on is they can't get the stuff at the grocery store. So they're growing in a lab. They're buying them from you know uh, Vladimir. You know <laughs> who knows? Paco down the docks. I mean, where, where, I where are they getting what, these things from? Well, my, but I've never had a bad orange in my life. Well, he's, today you have. he's actually, and I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating. They tasted like they were grown over a toxic waste dump, and inside the orange was full of poison. You know, that, that sounds really appetizing. I'm glad you're bringing that up. Mm. Toxic waste dumps, bad oranges. Smash fingers, what else? Yeah. What else can you suffer through? <laughs> My God, first, first you get beat up by your UTV, and then you eat toxic oranges. Yeah. No, it's Life really, is not good for crazy. God. But anyhow, but I mean it. When I say these things, they look like little Seattle towers growing out of them. Interesting. What the heck is that? Did you feel like having a cup of coffee? No. Not, Seattle no, towers? Been, yeah. I'm back drinking the coffee. But speaking of Seattle, I saw a really amazing documentary. I started watching at like 5 in the morning. <laughs> 
like a dork. So I'm just flipping through Netflix. All of a sudden, this documentary catches my eye. And it is called um, Downfall. But it's okay. And it's called The Case Against Boeing. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'll just check it out. And then I'll, it'll be paused for tomorrow or whenever. No, that didn't happen. So five in the morning, I start getting really involved in this doc. And the reason I, I was really into it, because it starts out with a really amazing um, reenactment of a mm-hmm. plane crash full of pass, you know, passenger jet. Sure. Full of people. Sure. And we all fly a lot. I mean, everybody yeah. flies in this country. It's common. And so you pay attention because like, well, why did that one go down? And so, anyhow, it goes down. They don't know what happened. And um, they realized after they get the black box that there was a sensor called, um, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's MCAS, MACAS system that's on the plane. I remember. Now that you bring that up. Okay. But just hang on. Yeah, I'm hanging. I'm hanging here. Okay. But there were 5,000 jets grounded because of this sensor. But the problem was nobody knew what the deal was. Nobody knew what caused those, that, that plane to go down. But then another one, like a month later, went down. First one went down in Indonesia. Second one went down in Ethiopia, right? Both of them killed about 150 people or you know more than that. In the, in the one in Ethiopia, there was like a crater. That plane hit like straight. Oh, it smashed. Yeah. It, it, yeah, like 500 fact. miles an hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you, everybody remembers about 220 or 2020, all these, um, or 2018, all these planes were grounded. But I don't ever remember hearing what they found or how they fixed them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, that I mean, too. Re- okay. I, I do remember hearing uh, something about this sensor you're talking about. Right. And, and that that was causing them to more or right. less just fall right out of the sky. Pretty much because the they found out basically what had happened. I'll try to speed this up boeing never put that this system this macaw system which really was to keep the plane from from um angling up too high the reason it would angle up too high is because although it was just a a standard 737 but it was called this 737 max eight nine it was more fuel efficient Mm -hmm. what they Mm -hmm. did is they they took they reacted to Airbus in Europe, their biggest competitor, yeah. coming out with this really efficient jet. And they were just kind of caught with their pants down, like, oh, my God, we don't have a fuel-efficient jet. So yeah. they had this idea to take the standard 40-year-old 737, they've been flying forever, yeah. and just retrofit it with bigger, new, bigger, they're bigger engines, but they were more fuel-efficient. Yeah. So they, But in order to retrofit these bigger engines, they had to move them up higher. And then they had to, um, I think, move them back, which caused the, the nose to sometimes mm-hmm. go up. So then mm-hmm. they thought, oh, we'll add a sensor to the tail section that then levels it out. Yeah. They didn't put it in the manual. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. It was never in the manual. So the pilots had no idea. They had no idea it was there. Yeah. That the sensor was even on board. Right. Or exactly. Even had a workaround yep. Yep. It. Yep. yep. And then so, so. The, so the sensor failed. And it would only, but they could override this. They could override the sensor. There was a button, two buttons or whatever. They could override it, but they didn't know it was even there. Yeah. Cause none of the pilots, if I remember correctly, now that you're mentioning right. it, were never officially trained in at all on this new piece of, 
No, because that was part of it. Because the training costs so much money, Joel. Yeah, that's, that's it. Too. They'd have to retrain, which is a sanity because, you know, I get it. It's all about the almighty dollar at the end of the day. But don't you think it costs you a whole lot more money if you're falling out of the sky? Well, yeah, obviously. You know? it well, but here's the, here's the story. Okay, so they they ended up only putting one sensor on. And, in, and as everybody knows, there's redundancy on every critical system. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for instance, um, even the Corvette would use, they used a lot of the wiring harnesses from like the Learjet, but it had mm -hmm. redundancy in the Corvette for any wire would fail. There was another one that just. Yeah, it would kick over. in seamlessly. Right. And that's yeah. the way normal airplanes are because yeah. of safety. You got to have the redundancy. Well, it took them forever to figure out there was no redundancy on the sensor. And then when they finally did it all kind of unraveled, Boeing ended up paying a $2.5 billion. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Well, That's you think their R and D would have caught that, you know, the research development people. No, no, they did. They did catch it. There were employees that had suggested that we need to get this in the manual that we have this new system, you know, and I think there were probably engineers that wanted two sensors on, Mm -hmm. But it went mm -hmm. it apparently went ignored, mm -hmm. and then it took, I think you know, no numerous months for the FAA to get you know the to get all the the emails and yeah all the correspondence yeah. and documentation to find out that they had purposely not wanted to kind of down basically downplay those. They things. really did. They did downplay it. In fact, they almost tried to flat out deny it at one point. But yeah, but I, I do recommend the doc. I mean, I'm still not really even giving away the spoilers. Yeah. But it's just a real riveting doc. I stayed up then like a dork from five in the morning, even further. And I had to get up early. And I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get up early. Cause me and Blaine had to get together to um do a bunch of design stuff. So I so I'm like, uh dizzy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's that. That's uh, really fascinating, though. I might have to check that out myself. It is, yeah. And it's called Downfall, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, I have to check that out. Hey, we've got a great guest on tap tonight for everybody. We have Jay Vernon. He's coming on the show. He's an author. And he is uh, going to be coming on to talk about uh, his encounters with Bigfoot, mainly in central Wisconsin. Adams County Bigfoot. That's what the book's called. So you want to check that out. It's it's gonna be great. We're gonna be talking about that more. Adam's County Bigfoot, friend or beast? Yeah, in fact, uh, Jay is in the back. Jay's in the backstage, trying to work on a mic issue. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can get that dealt with, which we will. Yeah, we got Alex working on it. We got him on the case. You know, it'll be just fine. Yeah. So, so what we're doing, we really need everybody to subscribe because we're kind of up in our game. We're not only doing the podcast, which will be a normal podcast, but we're doing this live radio show or this live YouTube show, which takes more effort, more money. We have to have another person on staff. Alex is engineering. It takes a lot of his time. Um, I mean, we've spent just today on this uh, thing. We've spent over like $1,500 mm -hmm. in cash just today in our studios, upgrading equipment. Yeah. Doing blah 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 blah. I can go on and on. So please subscribe and it helps us. Big yeah, deal. check us out. Go to untoldradioam.com. You also can catch us on YouTube anywhere, but just subscribe, be a part of it. I yep. guarantee you're gonna love it. Oh my god. So okay, so we were talking about this airport thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or this um plane problem. 
but it reminded me of a story I know I haven't told about what happened to me and Joe. What happened on a, to on a plane? Okay, so we were we were going to go to Canada on a fishing trip with Ron there you Shira, were with Ron Shira, and I was shooting a you know a demo, and we we're going up to actually first time to Snowgrove, first time. Everything went wrong in this trip. So we're driving to the No County Airport. The sky is black to the north, right? Just, I mean, as black as black paper. So I said to Joe, I said, wouldn't it be weird? Because we were almost to the airport. If I turned the radio on because it was off and the song, the Buddy Holly song comes on, <laughs> it'll be the day when I die. Swear to God, I flipped it on live and it was on. Why Oh, why would flipped you tempt on? yourself oh like God. that? Joe Joe turned white as I kind of did because I was like, oh my God. So we get to the airport, we're freaked out, we're kind of white, and we get there and and Larson's working on the plane, like there's he's duct taping some wires on the oh my god, and we're just like, ah. So we got a storm coming, we're duct taping wires, and we get in, so we get our gear in, and I had planned this prank on Joe. Like I planned this for two three days. So I made him wear this blow-up vest, one of these that you can pull a ripcord. Yeah. And they poof and they blow up. It's got a CO2 cartridge in it. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Those safety vests. So, safety you vest, yeah. so I had yeah, Joe wear one. Point. And of course I wore mine to, to yeah. deflate it, which is it's a good idea when you're when you're flying over all these lakes and, and whatnot. Anyhow, but I my prank was to tell Joe to rip it open that we were going to crash. And I figured usually I've flown with this pilot before. He usually gets into a stall warning at some point. Yeah. Usually. So that's normal for him. Well, I'm just have, used to, to it. To have one yeah. moment of, oh, my God, it's normal Well, usually he gets into a stall situation at some point. Oh, gee, that's, that's really great, Doug. I mean, that, okay. I definitely want to fly with So him. I'm just thinking as soon as the guy gets into a stall situation, I'm going to tell Joe, you know, we're going down. You know, and I had explained to Joe, you only have like two seconds to pull the. So anyhow, so now we're in the storm. <laughs> now it's real, kind of real. And all of a sudden the plane starts, it goes into a stall warning and literally it dropped from the sky. Just, just, oh, we dropped, we dropped, just, probably, boom, probably flopped. we dropped 600 feet instantly. Jeez. And of course, I don't forget my practical joke. I go, Joe, pull your. Play your vest. Play ripcord, Joe. Of course he does. He rips it open. You know, because we're not even over water. We're over the forest, right? (laughs) He rips it open, and all of a sudden, the plane literally just goes kaboom on the ground. And I'm like, what the frick? And apparently, well, the ceiling, I could see the ceiling getting lower and lower and lower. Yeah. Apparently, Ron and John were talking back and forth. They needed to make an emergency landing and didn't want to freak us out. So he saw a little open patch and he just, he went into the, I can't remember the name for it. He got some kind of a stall. He went into the stall and just dropped it in that hole. (laughs) Without telling you guys, though. No, no, we didn't know. Not even giving you guys an inclination. Hey, by the way, just to let you two know back there. No, we're, no, we're no. We're doing this emergency landing. Do not be alarmed. Right. Instead of saying that at all, you guys are going into an, oh my God moment. You're getting ready to go meet your maker kind of feeling. Well, no, but you got to realize, Joel, he saw this other, the corner of his eye and made a snap decision yeah. Yeah. to drop it in that hole because we either had to go up and yeah. pass through the clouds and we were flying visual flight rules only. 
in the dead reckoning at that point. You were not using instrumentation. You were flying no, right, by right, eyesight. Right. Yep. And so what happens if you pass through the clouds? One, you've broken the law. Well. Two, how do you get back down again? Yeah. Because you don't know where the ground is, really. Not at that and, point, no. Because then you have to trust your instruments. Well, yeah. my God, I, I think that the water was drained out of the <laughs> the gauge, you know, the altimeter. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't even think it had any water in it. Okay. So there you go. There's my story. But bottom, okay, then oh, it did get worse. So we get to Snell and Ron's looking, he's not looking good. And all of a sudden he like we were out fishing and I and I got Ron stand up stun right away, you know, for the TV thing. And I got all stand up stun. And then we were out doing our normal thing. Me and Joel were Joel were fishing with the um camp owner. And Ron was with the, the other guy, the pilot. And all of a sudden, the pilot found us. He goes, I got to get Ron to the hospital now. You know, we have to leave now. Yeah. We had gotten to snow on another small air, aircraft. And so they just took off with the pilot, Ron, and John. They just left us there. Mm. We had no idea. <clears throat> are, they, are they ever even coming back? Yeah. And when? Yeah. Coming back in three days, two days, five days. Yeah. Two weeks, we had no idea. It'd find you and be like Lord of the Flies. And it got real quiet when that plane took off, and it was just me and Joe. I bet. Boat. But listen to this. We had no idea where we were in the Canadian wilderness. None. We didn't. We had, well, you don't pay attention when you're with a guide. <laughs> well, no, because it's their job. Yeah, I didn't pay it. We didn't have any idea even where we were. Yeah. But we finally found our way back to the cabin before dark. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that started a very quiet weekend. I bet it was. Mm -hmm. I, I, wow. Talk, talking about just an event getting there. Yeah. Anyhow, that's my story. That's what time crazy. is it? We got six minutes. We got six minutes left. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that, that's a true story, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention to you and to everybody who uses Facebook Marketplace. Do you ever gone on Facebook Marketplace? I have, but I don't buy anything off Marketplace. Well, okay. Well, good. I, I look. <laughs> I look for vehicles once in a while okay, and well, you look. stuff like that, well, but I never buy anything. There is a kind of a rash I'm seeing of somebody. Okay. They'll list like, let's say it's a side-by-side -side ATV. Sure. Okay. They'll list it. It'll be like, you know, 2012 side-by-five. You know, show a picture. It's just perfect. $1,000 yeah. with travel. Yeah. yeah. But anyone that follow, it falls for course. that, you know. But, but here's what they're doing. So if you go and click. They're um, the seller and then scroll yeah. down. It'll show you they've listed that same listing in every state in the union. Yep. 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 Some of them have up to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with eBay motors. Be careful because yep. they've the same done thing. that same thing. So what, watch out, they, folks. But what they do is the people, they get gullible thinking, oh my God, I found this great deal. Yeah. And they're like, well, give me your credit card number to hold it. Yep. Yep, we need five hundred dollars down. What's your credit card number? Yep, and that's how yeah, and that's how they get you. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, Gotta have it today. Stories. There's another guy coming over to look at it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've there's heard lots of stories, people. tons of them on Facebook right now. Like, Buyer beware, be, be careful, beware. guys. Well, it's tax season. That's why. You know, people are getting their a lot of people are getting tax returns. Oh, tax refunds. Uh, yeah. You know, and so usually about this time of year they start kicking up even worse. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, be careful out there, folks. Be careful what you're buying on the old Facebooks. 
Can you tell I'm operating on no sleep? I'm I, I can. Yeah. Well, you never sleep. I'm getting no. texts from you at 2 a.m. Yeah, but You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sleeping. Why are you sleeping? But I usually don't start watching films at five in the morning, dude. No, generally, no, you don't. After I worked all day. Yeah. yeah. And I had to get up and go to work again. Yeah. Well, you know, ask really. you how much sleep did you get? You'll say, oh, two hours. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, it's. But by Wednesday, if I do that all week and I did it all week, all weekend, I'm kind yeah. of. Well, I'm I've done here. that too, but then at the end of the week, I crash. I'm wired. You, you know, if I if I don't get a lot of sleep, like if I push myself like that, by the end of the week, I'll, you know, sleep forever, it seems. Okay, yeah. well, let's see. I'm going to check. And see. Oh, hey, did you, uh, not what? to bring up current events, but have you been watching what's going on over the overseas at all? Of course. And the I, coolest I, thing I saw, that guy really impressed me, that president. He says, hey, they offered him a ride out of the country. You know the president of Ukraine. Yeah. He says, "I don't need a ride. I need more bullets." <laughs> I know that. That was. I'm just saying. I, I'm. I'm just saying. I, I got hats off to. If I, if I was wearing a hat, I'd be taking off to the guy. Well, look, there's two stories to this whole Ukrainian thing, and I'm happy to. I know a lot about it because I happen to have many Ukrainian friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really, and they're very divided on what's going on. Sure. Some of them are so happy that Putin invaded. Some are extremely disgusted. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because they each have their own story and they each have their own side and very valid arguments. Sure, sure. You know, because, of course, the media, the mainstream never gives you the full picture. No. You know, it's always uh, it's always a spin. It's right. never, uh, you know, right down the middle. This is what's going on yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. So. You, you know, I, I did hear from people that are from there that live there that, like you said, it's a mixed bag. Some love it. Some hate it. Yep. You, you, you know, so, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, we're talking Bigfoot tonight, Wisconsin Bigfoot. We have we have talked about Wisconsin Bigfoot in the past, but this is going to be a really, really cool to get Jay Vernon on the show. Well, we're, we're going to have Bigfoot guests on all month five are, are, is this the bigfoot month are we are we bigfooting out this month yeah we're big that's cool i can month. handle that yeah i could definitely handle that a little bigfoot so anyhow it was central wisconsin again the book if you want to look it up even before we get going here it's the adams county bigfoot okay that's what's called friend or beast so check that out i know it's for sale or is, is it for sale yet doug yes yep it's okay i want to make sure because i didn't say that not too yep. long hey go buy it yeah i believe the uh, yet. yeah the print copies out the ebooks out and the audio book will be okay. out at some point making sure making sure because i know i know a lot of times we're pervy to information not everybody else is and i forget that sometimes getting the guest on but yeah check that out so he's coming on here oh and what in about a minute Hopefully, as I said, I have not should, heard Should that. I knock on wood? Yeah, let's knock on wood. There, look at that. Oh, a reverb, though. I knocked on wood first, though. So we will see. Oh, here we go. That's that's probably better right there. There we go. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I haven't heard, I haven't heard word whether um, Jay's back in the, back in the backstage area or not. Yeah. Yeah. He should be uh, coming on any minute now. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, anyhow, I went and saw, I took the wife over to go see that movie, the, the Uncharted movie. Uncharted? That's Tom Holland in it. The Don't kid that plays Spider-Man. I have no idea. I've never. What? I wouldn't you see a Spider-Man movie. Joel, if you paid me a $100 bill to go watch Spider-Man, I would say, keep your money, dude. 
You're horrible. If it has the Marvel name on it, I'm running the other direction. What? Oh, my God. It's no story. Well, hey, it's, this movie does not have the Marvel name on it. Look, I'm into storytelling. You have to have a story that actually holds together, has a reason to watch, and I need to learn something from it. Otherwise, it's a waste of time, and Marvel is oh. a waste of time. Totally for me. Damn. Hmm? You are very deprived. deprived I'm deprived, person. yeah. I mean, I'll watch a movie for entertainment, but generally one that can still. So do this something. movie, this movie is not a Marvel movie. Okay. This movie is more in line, like with an Indiana Jones feel, oh. where there is a story hey guys, of can you hear treasure me? hunting. Yes, so. we can hear you, Alex. Hold okay. on. Well, one second. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something. We're having some technical difficulties here. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you want to talk? Sure. There we go. There yeah. we got him. Okay. All right, you guys can hear me good? We hear you, but we don't see you. How about now? Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Joel, why don't you why don't you tell people who um Jay is and yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Let me go ahead and open up your bio, Jay. Jay Vernon grew up on a on a row farm in central Wisconsin in the late 1960s to the mid-80s. From there, he'd experienced many strange things and unusual things throughout the years. Unforgettable sightings as a teenager in the deep woods where he spent much of his time. He was always curious, uh, conscious and curious about what was around him. Knew that there that but he knew that there were dangerous animals in the woods of Adams County, but not just any bigfoot. So anyhow, that is uh really and he wrote the book like I'd said a couple times, Adam County Bigfoot Friend or Beast. Welcome to the show, Jay Vernon. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, really, really happy to have you on the show. So what we've done with, with Jay is patch him in. You wouldn't even believe what we've done. Patched him in through speakerphone to Alex and then into a mic on Alex's end. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There could be a delay, so be ready for that, folks, and some of the answers and questions, just because we're going through that intermediary of that speakerphone, so it's not uncommon to get a little bit of a delay. But, Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself beyond that. I mean, you know, uh, uh, what got your interest in Bigfoot? Did you see one? Um, Well, you have to buy the book, so we're going to leave it. There you go. Um, A little bit of a story that... uh, my background goes all the way back to when I was a child. Our family had moved up to the farm outside Briggsville. And Briggsville was a, uh, a very uh, small, unincorporated town 
unincorporated, meaning there really wasn't more than like 350, 400 people in the area. And uh, pretty remote, uh, a lot of woods, a lot of farming going on, etc. So what we ended up uh, having was, a, you know, a nice size, nice farm with, um, you know, some woods, cornfields, alfalfa, things like that. And the, uh, the uh, time when I was up there started at about two and almost three years old, late that fall. And it was um, more of a time where I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, you know, we had horses and cows and all kinds of things that we kind of inherited on the farm. We had pigs and gradually worked our way up to like having turkeys and chickens and ducks and first dogs and cats and all. Mm -hmm. uh, As far as the, uh, my first instance where I, I saw something was right before I was three years old, I just remember loving the horses and all. And they had a pen in the back area. And where the back area was, it was facing up towards the woods. And the woods would end up um, having a, a corner where our fence line and our neighbor's fence line was. And all of a sudden, I hear this kind of a... And I, you know what that was? I looked in the direction. I didn't see anything right away. And then the horses started to freak out. And, uh, you know, they're getting all, you know, whinnying and jumping around and stuff in their pen. And I, and all of a sudden I looked again and I saw something walk across between some trees and it kind of looked back at me, but just kept walking. The sun, it was late in the evening, so the sun was kind of orange glow. And it was, you know, hard to see anything, but you could see the figure and it was really tall. And, I thought it was a person wearing a, a cowboy hat because it was so um, weird shaped with its its head. It looked like somebody wearing a dark clothing, a dark coat. Mm-hmm. So I went in and told my dad, and I said, I think there's a neighbor over by the woods over there. And uh, he said, oh, I'll have to check and see. Maybe he's checking his fences or whatever. But the horses were going crazy. So the next day we went in and just down in, in Brickville there and saw there was, uh, we ran into our neighbor and my dad asked him, do you, were you up in the woods yesterday late night? And he goes, no, I haven't been out to the farm in the last week or two. So we don't know what that was. My mom kind of made a joke out of all the first instances throughout my childhood that this might have been like a hermit, somebody living up in the woods. Sure. And, you know, either on our property or on our neighbor's property. So that was the first instance. Yeah. One, it sounds like and, one of many. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I kind of describe it in my book. It's, like I said, throughout most of my life until I was like almost 17 years old, I just thought it was people. I had two older, older brothers that liked to pick on me, of course. And, you know, I, I was, you know, four years younger than my second older brother. And then, you know, like six years uh, younger than my oldest brother. So it was kind of, uh, those two were together and I was kind of the next in line, but they didn't want me tagging along and all. So 
that's what many of these instances where I heard uh, something going on in the woods that it was them like throwing rocks at me and, and uh, you know playing games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Doing what kids so do, I yeah. Thought it was them. Yeah, exactly. What did your parents say about it? Did you ever talk to them? I mean, yeah. obviously, he's kind of mentioned your mom, but did were they aware yeah. of? They weren't aware of what this was until I told when I actually saw it when I was almost seventeen years old, right before I turned seventeen, and I accidentally saw it. And I don't think people would go in the woods and actually go looking for Bigfoot because as humans we're pretty loud and you know we're really not quiet. And uh, of course, I'm sure we have a smell, and this is their habitat. But I feel like there was, you know, an accident that I rode up on top of this Bigfoot and within 20 feet. And that's, like I said, the whole time up until then, I thought it was people, neighbors, Mm -hmm. you know, people trespassing on the property, maybe, you know, hunting, things like that. Sure, sure. Well, you wouldn't have any other reason to even probably at that point think Bigfoot. Right, you know? I wasn't looking for it and and wasn't thinking it was something like that. I've always been a see believe, you know. Yeah. If I won't see it, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, you know, some of the instances where you know I heard one of my favorite things that I wrote about in the book was that there was a, a time where. I had been working up in the woods uh, early in the morning. So I had a truck up there with a trailer and I was cutting down a bunch of trees and uh, I used to cut down dead trees and things like that. And um, I was called down for lunch and uh, usually they gave us about an hour and a half break for lunch. And yeah, uh, this is my family and uh, it, uh, my family was a, uh, you know, we had the farm, but we also had the uh, upholstery shop where mm-hmm. we did furniture and auto upholstery. So I was kind of the, the brother that did all the, you know, outside stuff, took care of the animals, and then also, um, uh, you know, took care of all the wood burning that we needed. So, um, but after about an hour and a half, I had lunch, relaxed, and then went back up in the woods. And I walked up to the, the truck, and then all of a sudden I heard to my right, I heard this garble and loud and clear. It was kind of like a... And I went, okay, what was that? And then to my left, I heard a... in a higher pitch. And I looked up, and I looked across the back of the truck, and I could see a big buck uh, standing probably... 75 yards away from me in a clearing across from our woods into our neighbor's woods. And uh, all of a sudden I thought, well, maybe our neighbors are hunting, but it wasn't even bow season yet. So, you know, it was still summertime. And uh, I heard the to the right again. And then I heard a to the left again. It was much two different distinct areas, loud and clear, but I could literally, you know, hear them play, but I couldn't understand them. So I thought, well, maybe they're going to get this deer or something. And so after a couple minutes, I started just going about my business. 
picked up a log and I looked up and a deer was gone. So I thought, well, maybe I'm going to yell out and say, hey, you know, we're, I'm up here. You know, I didn't want to get shot or, so, uh, especially if it was hunters that don't belong up there. And I uh, yelled out and I said, hey, are you guys up here to my neighbors? And they didn't hear anything. I yelled loud. They would have heard me if they were as loud as what I was hearing from the garbled voices before. And I yelled again, nothing. And I yelled again. I'm like, okay, whatever. I just went back about, you know, my business of cutting wood and throwing it in there and stuff. So at that point, I didn't know what it was. I just assumed. The next day, I go down to my neighbor's house and I said, you know, he was coming out of the milk barn and I said, hey, were you guys up in the woods behind our woods? He goes, yeah, we don't go that far back anymore. And I said, okay, well, that's, you know, kind of weird, but. He said that we do most of our hunting in the back, right behind their farm, which was about a mile away. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, said, okay, well, I, I heard some weird voices, so I thought maybe it was, you know, some hunters or something. He goes, well, did you see something? I go, no, I didn't really see anything. I just heard it, and I told him what it sounded like. And then we had gotten the farm from his brother, which passed away in an accident. So that's how we ended up with our farm up there. And he said, well, at that point, he goes, well, my brother maybe wasn't crazy after all. And I said, okay, I don't know what that means, but I ended the conversation at that and moved on because it wasn't them. So. Wow. Uh, I mean, did it scare you at all? I mean, I mean you know, uh, were you not at this point yet thinking Sasquatch? So, I mean, if no. it wasn't them, did it, did it, I had to give you a pause, like, you know, these people you know, I would be dangerous. Very, yeah, I was very careful up in the woods. And, uh, you know, we always kind of kept a gun in the truck. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we've seen a wolf one time, and that was captured by the DNR, and they brought it by and stuff. It was a big, what they said it was, the timber wolf at the time, and um, which was rare around our area. I've never seen any bears up there. I've never seen any mountain lions or anything. So I've seen bobcats was probably the biggest prey other than that wolf, you know, predator, I mean. But, you know, I never really got scared too much. But there was a time where I was working in the woods and I saw a big furry leg running through as I was trimming some pine trees. And uh, I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And then actually, that was the first time I got kind of scared. I thought maybe that was a bear. But then I had circled around and and I went down to the farm, got my got the guns. My dad had a pistol, and I had a, a thirty thirty rifle. And I went back up in there, and I looked around, and there was a, a big footprint. And I thought, well, this must be that hermit guy. But and as far as I know, he was really tall. <laughs> so yeah. that first sighting. Mm. As far as being scared, I really wasn't scared. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I would imagine you're intrigued, but I mean, you're concerned, it sounds like, you know, things that might be on your property, but uh, you weren't really scared. Right. There was another instance where my dad said, you know, you know, go check on the animals, blah, blah, blah. And that morning I went and checked on them, and there was one of our pigs was missing. And so I walked around the fence line looking around, and I didn't find any 
whole dugout where it may have gotten out. The fence wasn't open anywhere. You know, there was pretty secure. And uh, I saw some uh, grass in a long grass going up towards the woods where there was, it looked like, you know, somebody had walked through there. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, somebody may have nabbed one of our pigs and took it up there. And these pigs probably weighed 250 pounds. But I didn't think anybody would have really carried off. So I took and talked to my dad and I told him, he said, well, let's go check the fence line. We went and checked the fence line. And uh, he's like, I don't know where it went. So I, we showed him where the grass was, you know, beat down a little bit, like somebody walked through up to the woods. We followed it and um, we started to smell some rotten stench. And um, we kept working our way back. You could see in the grass where something had walked through there because uh, part of that area of the woods was kind of open because we had a, a tornado that had gone through there, which I described in the book and stuff too. And um, we went all the way back to the back of our woods and there was a, a, a little ledge of rock formation on the back side of our woods, actually just past our fence line. And it reached like rancid garbage. And I thought, wow, is that guy living here? Because that yeah, was, right. you know, that hermit guy. I thought if he grabbed the pig, but there was no sign of a dead animal anywhere that made that smell. There was no sign of anything really living there other than it was really bedded down and really stunk. So my dad took the gun and shot it up in the air and then took the bullet case and then set it on there. And, of course, he yelled out, you know, this is our property, stay off. Like we're talking to the hermit guy. Yeah, yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That sounds like a very interesting encounter. I mean, the multiple times. That, that That's cool. I mean but it's also kind of disheartening, you know what I mean? Cause you got people on yeah. your, your property. And, and so there you're witnessing is what I found very interesting when you were talking was how they were conversing back and forth with that deer. Like you were hearing right. strategy real time. You just didn't know what they're talking about, but it sounds like there was a lot of strategy going, going down in that conversation. Right. Like they were communicating. Yeah. Yeah. And that really speaks and to their intelligence any animal did that or any, you know, I didn't know anything about Bigfoot at the time. And I learned this off of a show, watching the show. And I was like, wow, that sounded just like what I heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when I really started going, I got to start remembering all these things that happened. 
I well, you must see, Jay, and my wife said, Jay, you must be thinking about the Ron, the Moorhead tapes. The Ron Moorhead tapes, yeah. correct? Yeah. The Sierra sounds. Yep. 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 I, mean, I think about um, because your sighting happened so long ago and you didn't know anything about it. That's really one. It backs up Ron's audio clips and it really right. backs up your story. So. Anyhow, I'll be quiet here. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I, I had so many instances that I didn't realize may have been, you know, correlated. There was, you know, the, there was a time where my two older brothers, myself and my younger, one of my younger brothers mm -hmm. were gaming outside the, the house. And uh, out of that corner of the woods where I had seen what I thought was a hermit, we heard this huge like really gruff grunt and the grunt was just it was thunderous you could feel it and uh my younger brother actually ran in the house because he was scared and i go i was like speechless one of my brother's older brothers said what was that and then my oldest brother said i don't know but it sounds big yeah yeah and right he told my dad, he's like, you know, he didn't seem to really believe us too much. He just said, you know, go about your work and keep going and whatever. I was like, okay, it's hard to get, you know, believed about this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you think at some point your dad or, or somebody would have said, hey, let's go find out who this is on our property. Right. And he yeah. asked the neighbor if he thought, he thought he had a hermit living back there. And he goes, no, I don't think so, you know. And he said, well, where's the cowboy hat, according to my son? And he said, yeah, nobody wears cowboy hats around here. <laughs> They're all farmers. So, yeah, all this stuff up I, was, was rough because I yeah. kept thinking about it. And it scared me, like, how lucky I was that I didn't get hurt or killed or worse you know i mean i don't i don't know what's worse can chill but anyway it's uh it well, I mean, you're you're lucky in a couple of ways because you heard things that you know a lot of bigfoot researchers would love to hear and be a part of but they're out there as bigfoot researchers you were not you're out there as a farmer so you were yeah, not ready yeah. for that kind of encounter like that but uh yeah i mean i i i'm listening to what you're saying and i'm i'm hearing about the activity the animals going missing things like that i mean i mean you know when you grew up and you got older what turned the little switch on going oh that might have been a bigfoot i never thought it was a bigfoot until okay. i saw it ah gotcha okay. i was about 17 and again in the book i described where a friend of mine had told me that after one of our baseball games he said yeah i ride the snowmobile trail so I said, oh, there's one that goes right behind our woods. He goes, yeah. So um, he said he rides his bike on it. So I, we were riding our bike, and we ran the, rode this whole little trail from our ball game in Briggsville. And he went home because he lives about halfway to our house. I rode that whole little trail the rest of the way. I got home, and I thought, well, I'm going to go ride it the other way. And uh, I rode over the top of the hill, and as I crested it, and I came flying up there, and uh, I had, uh, as soon as I topped it, I, 
I saw what was a leg, a big hairy leg. And I looked up and immediately I was hitting the brakes on my bike and sliding sideways. And this thing turned and looked at me with, with surprise. Like, you know, it, it had an expression on its face. What are these yellowish eyes with, you know, real white fur mm-hmm. around its face and everything? And, uh, you know, it was probably seven and a half feet at least. I was on my bike and I was looking up at it. And as I slid sideways, I was picking up leaves and dirt and stuff on the snowmobile trail because it's, you know, still summertime. And the thing looked down at at the ground where I was picking up the dirt. And I didn't know what it was doing. I just turned and got out of there. And the only thing I could think of was don't break the chain on the bike. Because like a couple of weeks earlier, I think I was over at the lakefront, mm-hmm. a big hill leaving there, and I broke my chain. And so I that was in the back of my mind, don't break my chain. Yeah. I was back on this hill hit the road and trust me I hit it so hard it hurt and I went flying into the house I rode the bike right to the back door and I ran in I my dad was sitting there and he said what the hell's going on I said I said I just saw a big foot at it he's right over the top of the hill and he goes you know poor shit there's no such thing as <laughs> yeah yeah so I went oh no yeah yeah, I was scared to. Oh, I would imagine you were a kid sliding into first right from a big foot. Yeah, I, I think the reason I snuck up on it was nobody really rides the snowmobile trail during the summertime, and we had a cow tied up at the top of the hill, and at the you know just over the crest towards the the house, and I think she was checking it out, you know, looking over the top mm-hmm. of the hill. And I came up from a different direction, you know, up, you know, upwind, so he couldn't smell me really. And uh, I think I just surprised him, and it was an accident, you know. Yeah. And from that point forward, I never heard anything, had anything weird happen, or saw anything. So I think he just took everybody and left. One great big encounter, and it was done. You'll actually seen it. He didn't right. see it after that. Right. What did it look like? Do you remember in your mind? I mean, you know, because oh, everything is oh, slow at, at those moments. What, what, what was what did it look like, you know, feature-wise? Time froze for me. Like, I'll never forget it. I'll never, you know, it's just, I, I was so scared. And every time I think about it, I, I just dumbfounded. But I, it had, a very human face, but ape-like, you know, thinner lips, real fuzzy, light fuzzy hair around its mouth, and then its chin, it had like real straggly, longer hair. It's, you know, hair was, head was shaped with a conical shape or whatever. And, you know, I could see its ear when it turned towards me. And, uh, you know, of course, it looked like bodybuilder, like yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine there's, a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, I would imagine your seventeen-year-old like brain. Furry. It was 
it was real kind of fine here. Hmm. It's hey, interesting. Hey. It's oh. interesting you say that fine hair, because all of the samples of hair that we find seem to be more wispy, actually finer, almost like baby hair. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. For sure. So were these things clean? Or were they um, more on the on the well kept, uh, groomed? You know, or they were all full of burrs and muddy and and matted hair. I saw it. Part of its body was in the sunlight between the trees. Okay. And then it was behind a tree. So, and the way I felt after seeing it was like I had just seen a naked man. So, like hairy naked man. It was but like, he puts Andre the giant to shame. Yeah. So, yeah. But as far as being, you know, I didn't stick around too long to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, don't imagine you did. But he had a surprise look, not a, not a mean look, not an angry look. Not, he was, didn't look like he was going to attack me. And I looked right into his eyes and it was just so surprised that the reason I didn't get too scared afterwards was that, you know, the more I thought about it days later, because the first night, I didn't sleep at all. But I kept mm -hmm. thinking, this thing did not seem like it wanted to hurt me because it could have. And throughout time, I find out that it could hurt me many times over. So. Hmm. Yeah, if it wanted to hurt you, it, 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 pro it had every <laughs> opportunity to do that. Absolutely. I mean, not only there, but every time your encounters in the farm. Yeah, right. Well, the scary part is, guys, you don't really know what, what it was thinking or what it was contemplating. At any mm -hmm. point, it could have been contemplating grabbing you, Jay. Right, right. You know, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, predators. They look kind of docile until they get up to you, and then mm -hmm. they attack. Yeah. I mean, just think of the way a cougar approaches. It stares forever and watches. You know, and then all of a sudden, it'll, it'll get you. You know, when you look at that one moment, you look weak. So, I mean, what, also, Jay, I don't know if you can hear me real good, but at what point yeah. did your family or did they never accept the reality of these things? Or did they, or did they hint that they might have been um, there? Or, you know, can, I, can you go into detail on that, on your parents? Yeah. My, my, I talked to my family since I wrote the book because I really didn't talk to them too much because they didn't believe me. So... It, you know, just kind of shrugged me off and said, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and throughout the time, I really didn't want to discuss it because I didn't want to deal with the, you know, hey, you're lying about this. You're, you know, you're, you're in this for something else. You know, at the time, I didn't have any proof because, you know, I didn't carry a Polaroid camera in my back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, but as far as my family, the first time I've really talked to them was since I wrote the book and, you know, talked to my brother and he's like, yeah, I've had some, my oldest brother, he said, yeah, I've had some weird things happen and heard things, but I never saw anything. So I said, well, he saw something really for sure once. Yeah. Like I thought it was, you know, something else. Yeah. For everyone that's listening and, and maybe just tuning in, we do have a book. He wrote a book, Jay, Jay wrote a book, Jay Virgin. <laughs> Vernon, <laughs> can I even can I even talk right now? Adams County Bigfoot, friend or beast? You can pick it up over there at Amazon. There it is. 
Yep, there it is. You can grab it, uh, <clears throat> buy it, read it. It is going to be a. It's a great read. You want to check that out. And uh, I I know that it's a really interesting tale so far. I mean, what was it like with these Bigfoot now during the winter time? I mean, big snowfalls, stuff like that. Was there more evidence? I mean, uh, stuff like that. Our woods, yeah, our woods were far up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I did all most of our wood cutting during the, you know, spring, summer, fall, when we could get up there easily. And I really didn't have too many instances where we went up in the woods during snowfall so we usually got a lot of snow during the you know 60s and 70s for sure sure you know, things have changed since then but uh yeah nothing really during the winter other than that one time where i was laying on top of our roof of our house and there was no lights in the woods but it sounded like somebody was chopping wood so i mm-hmm. thought somebody was chopping wood up there but they wouldn't need lights. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Whatever. I just shrugged it off and kept looking yeah. at the stars, you know? Sure. Well, yeah, for sure. In the, the 80s and the 70s, we, had, we used to get a lot more snow. I'm from Minnesota, so is Doug. So we're right there with right. you in that snow area. So we know exactly what that's like. And you're right. It was way snowier back then. Really so was. Um, oh, for sure. can you explain where Adams County is exactly in relationship to okay, well, obviously the Saint Croix River is far east that divides Minnesota right. and uh, oh, Wisconsin. Uh, How far? Wh- wh- where would you be in relationship? We're like almost dead center in the state of Wisconsin. How far from? How far from Baraboo? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win in well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, probably within about 35 minutes. We're about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from the Dells, Wisconsin Dells. It's interesting because me and Aveche saw a Bigfoot, what we believe to be a Bigfoot, literally coming out of a very large stick structure in the forest during deer hunting season, completely black. And we're thought, you know, maybe it is a deer hunter that was dressed in black from head to toe. Mm-hmm. But then again, it looked really huge and it stepped out of this very big kind of a teepee looking, I don't know, it looked complex. And of course I'm driving, you know, at 50 miles an hour and you get a great look at it. Yvette saw it longer than I did, but that was near, um, I would say about, Maybe 30 miles um, west of Baraboo. Okay. So not too far from yeah. where you're talking. Right. That would be like 
you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes from us. And this particular thing, whatever it was, was jet black. I mean, it was black. And and did you ever see any black um, creatures? What I saw was more of a black, reddish brown kind of color at the time. Okay. Real light and, like I said, wispy. But the way the light shone on it, I could see its skin underneath. And it was shiny black. Very mm -hmm. shiny. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. That is interesting. Shiny, yeah. I hear that a lot. So since then, Jay, I mean, have you gone out in the I mean, has it made you want to become a researcher? You no. Know, <laughs> you know, people have asked me, but uh, I keep saying, you know, yeah, I don't know if I want to run into one of those again. I feel lucky already. <laughs> well, yeah. Situation, yeah. So I don't know if I really want to go, hey, remember me? I'm your buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the interesting things is you're really not in involved in the Bigfoot community at all, correct? No, not at all. Yeah. That's why that's why this interview is important because you can't get it anywhere else. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what made you want to write the book, Jay? I mean, was it to get off um, your chest? Was it to, you know, I mean, what made you want to put my, it in the paper? Uh, yeah, my my girlfriend here. Lisa, she wanted to make sure that, because I was telling the stories, she wanted to know the full story. And she said, you should jot this down. And then COVID hit, and she got sick for about a year. So I was at home taking care of her. Mm. And in between, she said, you know, you should just turn this into a book. So I writing and writing. I had all this time. And... Uh, she said, uh, you know, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'll throw it out there. Interesting. Um, oh, let's see. There's some questions. How long was the head hair? The head hair, I mean, on the cheeks, I would say it was probably about two inches long around the mouth. Right around the mouth, it was probably like three quarters of an inch. But the mm -hmm. top of the head was a little longer and the side was a little bit shorter maybe about you know two and a half inches three inches maybe i didn't measure it <laughs> did, did it look at anything like the patterson creature at all nothing a lot a lot it was furry around the mouth and and you know the hair and everything and just the way it looked at me it, it didn't seem threatened by me yeah. at all surprise yeah 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 how tall are you figure you you said about seven seven and a half feet tall it was uh, i would say at least seven and a half feet tall and you know the shoulders were probably three feet wide and just ne not no neck just yeah built like a bodybuilder well the other thing i wanted to um clarify jay is did you see the same creature every time do you think i don't think so because the first creature I saw was really thin. It was thinner. It was tall, but thinner. And maybe that thing was like seven feet tall. Wow. So, you know, some humans get to be that tall, but I don't know about wandering around in, in the woods up there. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the odds of running into a basketball player in the middle of, your, middle of the woods? Right, Exactly. 
Very interesting. Um, so and I, I somehow I got distracted, Jay. It's my fault. Okay. And I know I asked you the question. Did your parents ever hint that they believed any of this? No. <laughs> they just there was just no belief at all. None. Right. And uh my mom said, Well, you probably saw a bear. And I, I remember like in the mid seventies a a Bigfoot show had come on the air, but I never even watched it because they said, No, you don't get to watch that, you got work to do. So I didn't even get to see that. Well they were so your parents would be a kind of no nonsense of farm farm parents, just no dad, nonsense. My dad was military all the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir, no, sir. You know, and you know, he drank and and you know, yelled at us a lot, and I just tried to stay away. And so being up in the woods was my safe place, actually. Well, sure, I remember growing up in that era, and you stayed away from your parents as much yep. as you could. Exactly, because they'd put you to yep. work. They caught you standing around. It, it was work time. That's too funny. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Get out and mow the lawn or do you this. You never said never. you're bored. Yeah, never. To the parents that never. era. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So, did you ever see any genitalia? So you knew for sure, you know, if these were oh, females or males. Yeah, this thing had packs like chisel packs, <laughs> okay. like you know, like I said, like a bodybuilder, and you could see the sheen underneath. Yeah. It looks kind of like it's not mangy, but but it looks like there was no hair on the outside of the arm, you know, like the outside of the bicep, mm. the mm. lower part of his chest, and the outside was kind of worn. I could see his skin more, but underneath his chest was more hair, and his belly you could see was hair and stuff. I did not see his genitalia, but he didn't look like he had you know women's breasts. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Somebody, hear you. somebody wanted to know the hands and nail, you know, the actual fingernail color. Yeah, something. I, I, the first when I looked up, his hand was on the tree, looking um, away from me, so to my left, you know, watching the cow, I think. And his hand was on the tree. When he turned, his hand opened up, like he was. He could catch me if I got close to him. Mm -hmm. So I saw the inside of his hand. So I saw the first the back hand, which was on the tree, and then the open side of his hand. So and his hand was grayish black, and on the inside. Did he walk away, or were you the one to run away? I, you know, I didn't hear a word or nothing, a noise, anything. It's I, just nothing. It was a, yeah. Looked back for one second and took off, and he was just looking at me in surprise. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Gotcha. I'm glad I was going downhill to get away from them. Did you ever take that trail again? You know, you know, I I walked up there once, and I was loaded for bear. So I had a you know a pistol and a thirty thirty on me, and I I never went back there. Recently, I went and showed my girlfriend Lisa the farm and we pulled up next to the trail which is right there on the road and I said that's where right over the top of that hill and she said do you want to walk up there and look I said not a chance <laughs> not a chance yeah 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 so would you be willing to show a researcher you know the area and and give them a tour 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Would okay. There's, a, there's, there's one guy in the chat room I know that would come visit you, Paul Guffey. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, that, that, that'd be cool to go yeah, there. Yeah, it's it not be. that far away, Doug. We should pack it up and go. Yeah. <laughs> go check you know, it out. The one, the one thing I do want to say is, you know, these areas really aren't that uncommon. I mean, they're just not. Um, they're, they seem to be more prevalent all over. And as people are more willing to talk about it, I keep finding out of more and more homesteads that are having regular, you know, regular seasonal activity. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, it was kind of confirmation when my neighbor, you know, he was an older gentleman. He said, I mean, my brother wasn't crazy after all, you know, when I heard those voices. And I see there's a question about how often did I hear the chatter? It only happened once. Mm-hmm. And it was like, two times and two times, you know, on each side. And then the deer took off and I had never heard anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Dana, Dana asks, is there any, were there any teeth observed, Jay? You know, the, the mouth was closed. It, I didn't notice any teeth. It very, it just turned and looked and it kind of like crunched its mouth closed even. So. That's what they do right before they attack. Just kidding. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doug, there you go. Yeah, yeah right before they lunge. We just yeah. want you to know next time, Jay. Well, like that. bears, you know, bears will chatter their teeth and put their ears back and bluff charge you. And you know if they're making noise and they're doing that, they're harmless. They're not going to hurt you. Yeah. They sure yeah. look scary. It's just all It's just a, all a show. But, no, we don't really know. Right. I mean, since nobody's lived to tell <laughs> that I know of. Um few people i know have been slapped in the back but that's about it yeah yeah there's been bluff charges yeah stuff like that but no no i've no no one i've heard of have have been flat out attacked attacked um right interesting you didn't notice anything about that david ellis had asked about um you know did the thumb appear to be lower yeah when the when i first saw it i only saw the the four fingers the thumb was behind the tree. Oh, okay. And when it turned, it opened its palm. So I really couldn't have, you know, it looked kind of like this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really wasn't on my mind to check out the thumb. <laughs> yeah. Just tracking, maybe. How did, did you, oh, oh, go go ahead. There's I a say, uh, Jay, during this whole thing, did you ever hear any like wood knocks, rocks thrown? I mean, you mentioned rocks. But did right. you ever hear any like wood knocks or, or anything else? Yeah. There were several times where I thought somebody was cutting wood in the woods yeah. while I was doing it. Because I was chopping wood. I would chop wood just to be up in the woods and kind of stay you know, away from my dad. So I could have brought it all down and chopped it down in the farm. But then there's, you know, there's one instance where I was uh, cutting wood and all of a sudden I hear a thunk on the ground and I thought it was a squirrel throwing nuts at me or something and then i noticed it was a rock and uh so i picked it up and i'm like it was a good size you know two inch diameter rock and so i'm just like and then another rock came flying in and i could hear it going zipping through the leaves of the tree above me and then landing so i walked over i grabbed that as another rock you know probably same size about and I'm just like, you really don't find rocks, little rocks laying around up in these woods. You know, they're covered in topsoil and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. 
So I don't, I'd be like, I don't know where I'd find rocks up in the woods. But I took one and I thought it was my brother or somebody throwing. So I turned around and I said, you know, said, stop throwing rocks, you know, figuring they're going to hit me or something. So I threw it back and I heard it hit a tree loud and clear, like, you know. And, uh, but then I didn't get any more rocks thrown at me at that time. And, you know, there's times where I heard like a whoop. And I didn't know what that was. I'm like, that's kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's so many instances that I didn't really recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, you know, I'm sure now, you know, like you said, hindsight being 2020, right. looking back on it, the puzzle pieces are coming together. Right. Exactly. And just watching these shows, I went, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything, you know, I just went, ooh. I'm watching these shows to, and, you know, I was watching the shows, maybe they're going to find one finally. Sure. You know? Sure. But, like I said, these shows are out there and they're like, checking out the area, but they're kind of loud and they're whooping and yelling. And mm-hmm. The only reason I saw one really was because I stuck up on it accidentally. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be interesting to see how many other people have uh, similar experiences in that area that maybe right. didn't want to talk to you about it or maybe they just didn't think to talk exactly. about it. You know, and that's what I've been waiting to hear. And I, I did hear whistles, too. There mm-hmm. was a, my dad used to whistle for us. You know, get in the house, you know. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In the woods were sick. You know, they really didn't crack though. And there was yeah. a time where my dad whistled when I thought. I went down there. He goes, what are you doing down here? I didn't whistle for you. Mm-hmm. Get back up there and get to work. So I'm like, okay. Somebody else must have whistled. Right, right. Back yeah. up there. Well, then the- my dad whistled again. And then I hear it in the back of the woods. And I'm like, it sounded almost like my dad. But it wasn't an echo because I whistled and there was no echo. Mm-hmm. So, and it happened a couple of times. I was like, it is really weird. <clears throat> so. so that is definitely something else. Uh, for everyone that's just tuning in, it's Adams County Bigfoot. Friend or Beast is the book that Jay wrote. And uh, Jay Vernon is our author tonight. And you can get the book, of course, over there at Amazon. You can get digital. You can get paperback any way you want to. I highly recommend picking the book up. It is really quite the encounter. And plus, it's kind of interesting. Or I should say more than kind of interesting because you're not the, the kind of person that would be going out to look for Bigfoot. This is an absolute chance encounter on the farm as he was growing up. Yeah, numerous. It's quite the story. Yeah, people are real interested, um, Jay, in yeah, physical that. description. People really want to get yeah, some. Yeah, the brow was definitely pro-magnum. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the eyes, they were big, orange, yellowish kind of, but the white was hitting right on them. So the sun was low in the sky at the time. So definitely saw his eyes. And like I said, he was surprised. 
Okay, let's yeah. let's go back. Let's talk about the eyes a little bit more. Um, so, just try to describe them even more in more detail. Ooh, well, I'm looking at a maybe a two three second look. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, like I said, they were they were large, orangish, yellowish color. You know, it, it turned and looked at me, and reared its head back when I was kicking up the dirt. And I saw that, you know, it was just in surprise, you know, as far as, you know, describing the eyes any more than that, you know, you know, I didn't, couldn't tell you anymore. I didn't stick around that long. But you had mentioned the sun was like heading right into the eyes. Yeah. So that was changing. So you were actually um, like, like of a uh, optometrist, you know, aims that bright light in your eyes. So you were really seeing into their mm-hmm. eyes deep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. He didn't look like he was going to hurt me. Yeah, yeah. About it. The eyes of the windows of soul, my friend, and you didn't get the vibe that he was going to, was had any inclination to attack you. I don't know. You know, because, you know, you can usually tell, you know, you look at someone's face, you can tell the kind of mood they're in. And it sounds right. like he was just as stunned as you were. And uh, exactly. he must not have had any interest in you as, as something to grab. Otherwise, he would have. Do you, do you think right. there's? Do you think there's ever been any post-traumatic stress syndrome, Jay? I mean, where you're like a, you know, you go into the woods, you're afraid. Is there any effects that's had on you? Yeah, it took me a while to go back into the woods. Like I said, I always kept guns on me. Yeah. From okay. that point forward, when I was working on the farm. It was, it was scary. I, I, I found trees get cut down around the edge of the woods versus going into the woods. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it affected me for sure. And did, did, did you grow up to become a hunter or, or no? You know, I went hunting once and, and like I said, there's a, in the book, there's a story about that. One of the chapters, uh, first time hunting and, I didn't see anything, but I had started walking up the hill and towards the woods. You know, I wasn't afraid. It was pitch black, like 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. You know, it doesn't get light till like 7 o'clock at that time of year in, the, you know, November. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I uh, was walking up, and all of a sudden I heard this something running my way coming from the edge of the woods by the pines area. And all of a sudden, I got wailed in, right in the legs, knocked me down. It was our dog, which our dogs usually don't go up in the woods because you don't want to go up there. You know, hunters will shoot your dog in sight if they see your dog in the woods, especially if it's chasing a deer. So we always try to keep our dogs out of the woods. But I went, what the, you know, what is going on? And I told it, I yelled at the dog to go home, but I heard something behind it going, and then I heard going, you know, like a, like it was stopping. And then I heard it run away. And I thought, maybe it's a deer chasing it, because it was like, but then I, after an unsuccessful hunt, I walked around back up through the woods and I came over to the top of the hill and I could see in those, that tall grass again, where something had been gone through there. And so I 
followed it and I could see where it stopped and it kind of, you know, left its tracks and there was bare footprints, mm-hmm. large ones in the dirt because it's very sandy around there. So the soil is pretty soft. Yeah. And I went, it must have been that hermit. So, so okay. my sight. all right. So back up a bit. So you found good footprints. Wow. Okay. Thinking it was a hermit. Yeah. Kept yeah, being a darn hermit again. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. It's interesting because right. that's <laughs> that's one of the signs I look for is an authentic, you know, sighting. You know, when people argue with me and go, "No, it was a bear," but it was walking upright. No, it wasn't a bigfoot. It was definitely a bear. <laughs> you know, they'll argue right. with you on what yeah. they saw, thinking it was a, a person or whatever. But they're, but they're, you know, they have some doubts. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Do your family? Right. Oh, I'm sorry, but does your family still live on the farm today? My uh, my brother, that's four years older, him and his wife live there still. And has since the book came out, has he mentioned going? You know, we still have some stuff going on. I, I haven't talked to him. Okay, uh, yeah, that'd that be interesting. A couple of years after the uh, the sighting, almost so. Yeah. Well, you might want to do that. You might want to touch base with him and give him a laundry list of all the things that maybe he might hear or experience there. Yeah. Right. For sure. I know since then they've seen bears and mountain lions in the area. So, Are you guys close? Are you and your brother close? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah? So you are? Okay. Well, then I would have a frank conversation with him and give him a copy of your book. Right. For sure. Yeah. He does know you wrote the book, right? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, he's not going to tune in tonight and go, you well, what, sons of guns, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what opinions did he have, Jay? What opinions? Um, I really haven't talked to him that much. We really just released the book like a couple of weeks ago or so. So. Yeah. Well, you yeah. need to touch base. Yeah. I want to hear what your brother has to say. That would be an I interesting conversation. Yeah, I did talk to my oldest brother. And he said, yeah, we moved up there. I saw some weird things and heard some things, but never saw a Bigfoot. But things were weird sometimes. Hmm. Now, you talk about animals going missing. Did you have a barn that it went into, or was that was the outdoor animals they would go after? What were those circumstances like? It was the, we had an outdoor pen with it um, in between the corn crib. There was a center area where they had shelter and stuff. But, yeah, it, this was out, you know, away from the barn. We had a barn, but it burned down. And that's in the in the uh, book as well, mm-hmm. when the barn burned down. Because a weird thing happened that night. When the barn was burning, the fire department, you know, was there spraying it and stuff. And from the area where I had seen, ended up seeing the Bigfoot at the top of the hill, one of the firefighters the next morning was telling my dad, he goes, oh, must have woke up the neighbors back there because I could see a couple people look like a couple people standing up there at the edge of the woods watching. So <laughs> that might have been our friends. Yeah. Yeah. So um Paul Guffey asks was in I just one of the first questions I always ask, how far was the nearest creek, river, lake, ponds, swamps? Um on the back side of these woods probably half a mile it's very marshy 
and um, very wildlife and everything. The whole center of our block is very woodsy, and um, and then the backside is marshes. And then if you go across the street from us at the bottom of this field, you know, probably a you know twenty five acre field, it had a marsh area at the bottom, and there was a an, an instance that I don't even write on the boat in the book, and my brother. And I talked about it, my oldest brother, and because uh, Tatian reminded me of, I thought there was like this guy sprinting across the field at the bottom of the field. And I thought, right. well, who could that be? So we got on our mini bike, Tim and I, and rode down there. And we looked over and it's a water, you know, it's a drainage between fields there. Because like I said, it's marshy in that area. And it goes for, you know, probably a mile. And it's very reedy and, you know, you know, lots of vegetation on it, around it. We got there and you could see in the water, which was probably about three feet, three and a half feet deep of water. And uh, it had been disturbed where the, the algae had been swirled up, you know. And then you could see where something had gotten out of the water. But this, whatever it was, was hauling. It was running through the water. And I thought it was probably like a five-foot guy, you know, six-foot guy, mm -hmm. maybe. Somebody just sprinting across the bottom of the field. And he was fat. I'm like, that guy is moving. So, but when we got down there, I'm realizing that whatever it was was in the water, which was, you know, two feet below the field level. So, they were running through water and mud. Mm -hmm. So, so how close would that marsh be to your farm, or where? Uh, or I should say, where your sightings happened. Yeah, the from the sightings, I'd say within three hundred yards. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's a point I just want to make. Um, most sightings happen within five hundred yards of some water source, which is so interesting. I mean, Bigfoot mm -hmm. Jay. It's a geographic problem. It's not a demographic problem. It's very geographic. It's extremely specific to woods, water, and hills. If you have three of those ingredients, um, you have a much better chance of having a sighting. If you have two, you do have a chance. But never where there's just one usually. Very seldom. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's very interesting. So. Um, what crops or food sources were grown on the farms? Were there fruit well, trees, apple trees, corn? corn? And there was, we had apple trees. Okay. And there was even a couple apple trees up in our woods. So, okay. Um, whether it had been part of, you know, somebody took care of them and, you know, up in the woods or not, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. But definitely had a couple trees in the area. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Probably those wild apple wild wild apple trees yeah i've seen those in wisconsin where i've been deer hunting here and there yeah, seen that and, yeah yep were there did you ever have any animals gone chickens um that i know of for sure that's the only time jay say that one more time jay we had the, the pig that was gone that one time and that was it oh you did okay how big was this pig I would say 250, 300 pounds, maybe. Yeah, I've heard so, I mean, numerous stories 
of people seeing these things grab pigs and throw them over their shoulder. Oh yeah, just kill them and walk away. Too. Yep, big yeah. ones. Yep, it's really interesting. It really is. Any any stench, Jay? Do they smell? Yeah, it it was very rancid. Whenever I smelled something, there was times I'm like, there must be a dead animal, like roadkill, but it's in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm looking around expecting to find a carcass of a dead deer with maggots and stuff. Okay, rancid, nasty. Yeah. But I I couldn't find carcasses. You know, yeah. Like, I don't know where that smell's coming from, but. Several times. Yeah, I've I've smelt that smell so many times, and it's um, you'll go through an area, there's nothing. The air is just perfectly fresh, and then you'll come back through there an hour later, and it'll just you get blasted. Yeah, I get that. With this putrid, rotten flesh smell. You know, Jay, did you ever feel when you're in close proximity? I don't mean the sighting, but I mean when you'd hear like the chatter or you hear that, did you ever feel anxious? Like, you know, a lot of anxiety. I mean, you know, like almost like you're getting zapped by something. My dad was a pretty hard guy. So I kind of took things in stride that were, you know, even semi-threatening at times, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of cool under pressure. And the reason why I I think Joe, what, what Jay's trying to say is he was only afraid of his father. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Nothing else yeah, in life. Could have been anything. Yeah, just as that Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I was just kind of curious if uh, you would, because uh, there's a working theory amongst Bigfoot researchers, and it's starting to gain a lot of traction with infrasound. And people will mention feeling anxious or sick or, you know, I mean, almost like they were come in close contact just didn't feel right and a lot of people will mention anxiety feeling like i need to get out of here that kind of feeling stuff like that i yeah, was curious I, if you ever felt that I'm way a real anxious person but I've, I've always been very patient but as far as there's a couple times where i was up in the woods and i'm like oh i'm gonna lose my cookie mm-hmm. but i didn't know anything at the time yeah yeah so it could be anything at that point but you know i didn't know hmm. how, how far away do you live from this particular place right now jay i live down on the south side of milwaukee area in the okay. suburb, Franklin. so so you're so you're quite a ways away 100 miles or more yeah southeast end yeah, of the state. About two hours two hours yep very interesting. You go. I suppose you don't. You, do you go there often, Jay, or is it just like maybe you'll pop in for? You know? you know, my mom passed away. You know, a few years ago, and ever since then, it's just been busy for me. And yeah, I've. Uh, you know, right now we're actually packing up to move, head to Arizona. No, <laughs> head to Arizona. Yeah, there you go get all the winter, right? Yeah, I guess they're telling me to go to the Muggium Rim. Go find. <laughs> They put down there. I said, "Don't oh, Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, uh, see, so I was going to ask you something here, and I just—I I push my limits, Joel. I'm too tired. See that? Look at you. You're—you're you're just. Uh, I'm laid back now. I'm it'll just come like, to you, Doug. It'll yeah. come to you. Yep. Um. God, what was I going to ask? Oh, did you ever come to a conclusion what you think they are? What do you think, Jay? Oh wow! You know. Kind of like I need, I'm a factual person. So I just 
I just think there's some kind of a primate, I would imagine. It looks very apish, mm-hmm. but very human, too. Like, uh, you know, somehow there's a cross there. And, you know, after hearing so many, and I, I'd say there was one person that was totally interested in, said, you need to talk to my dad. And this is a, a Native American from from the Dells. And so I talked to his dad, and he said, yeah, those are the forest people. And I said, oh, okay. Have you seen one? He goes, he said, we, we haven't seen many, but it's been over centuries that we know of them. So, And he said, just respect them and leave them alone, and they'll leave you right. alone. Yeah. So they've been coexisting with the forest people for centuries, right. for generations. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Paul Guppy would like so, to know, Jay, did you yeah. uh, ever try to gift anything to the Bigfoot, or did you ever find any uh, sticks in odd, pla- you know, odd places on the farm? Yeah, what I was trying to do was gift the hermit. So I was putting stuff on a tree stump up there. I was trying to give him food after the, the pig was missing. I thought he mm-hmm. needed food. And uh, usually after breakfast, there was the... My mom made biscuits and stuff every day. So I would sneak out a couple biscuits, throw some butter on and jam maybe sometimes. But I would put it in a bag, and everything would be gone. So I assumed he was taking it. And then after the sighting, I was putting stuff up there. Mm-hmm. And then what I would find is the bag chewed up and the food gone, but the bag is all over the ground. You know, chewed up. Okay. So to me, I thought it was gifting the, the hermit. Yeah. Yeah. The hermit. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Dang. So, yeah. Only if butts or what's if I knew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, hindsight being 2020, you know, you know, you, you, you might've done things differently, but like you said, you're working under the impression it was a human being living on your property. Right. That's what we thought. Or the neighbor's property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say, Alex, um, could you find a Google map of Adams County, Wisconsin, and throw it up on the screen? I'm curious. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, you guys keep talking. I'll, I'll find it. Okay. Sure. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, I'm curious what Adam I, This whole thing, um, you know, getting you on, I really wanted to read your book. Before we had John, but it just didn't, just didn't happen. It's been too crazy. I appreciate being able to come on here and talk about it. No, but no, it's, 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 it's yeah, we're, we're really pleased to have you. Yeah, today. it's an awesome story, Jay, only because you can, one thing I, I did know, um, you know, just hearing from Alex that the story really seems to come from your heart, you know, versus somebody who's just looking for attention. Um, really yeah, seems like a sincere book. And then she, you know, Lisa told me, check it out. Yeah. And see if you can publish it. Mm-hmm. So is Adams County the one right in the middle there, Alex? Yep. It's a light colored one. Yeah. Yep. And you can see um, the water on the, mm-hmm. um, see that. the, yeah. the west side. There's a lot of water, certainly plenty of forest. Yeah, we're yep. down in the bottom of it. Yep. And Wisconsin, like Minnesota, is known for all of its creeks. Yeah. And yeah. so where where would you be? Towards the bottom? 
Yep, right towards the bottom there. You would be towards the um, – so you're near the Wisconsin right. Dells, correct? Yeah, about 13 miles from the Dells. Yeah, because okay. that's where we were headed um, when we had our sighting. We were actually on 94 or 90, I guess they call okay. it 90. And we were driving on 90. Yep. Um, okay, so that river – What's the name of the river there that comes out of the lake? Like the Wisconsin River. I don't have yeah, the Wisconsin River. river that comes around. So yeah. there's your there's your major corridor. So if they would leave in the winter or in the fall, they would just travel down that corridor, which yeah. explains how they would end up in Adams County. Is literally that river it becomes a very amazing travel corridor. Through the rivers, they can avoid cities, towns, roads, everything. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's almost like their roads, their highways. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, they're, they're no, half of least resistance. Is it's a, it's almost more interesting to hear the person's story and then look at the map after they've told you the whole story and then you look at the map and you go, hmm, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. you can see the river's traveling yeah. right to where his sighting was. No, literally. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm curious when people may come out of this and say, hey, I think I saw what you saw or, you know, we're close to you and we've seen stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say too. Um, in the future, <clears throat> people will be you know looking at this um, for forever. Um, please post in the comments if you've had any um, sightings in the Wisconsin Dells area, anywhere near Adams County or the Wisconsin River. Yeah, that'd be interesting yeah. to know. Yeah. For sure. So whether it's a year from now or five years, post your comments. In the- yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We'll keep that open and we'll keep tabs on this to see how yeah. many people are having sightings in that area. Yeah, there's no doubt that river is the corridor. No doubt. Right, Chris Powers. Yeah. Yeah. This is a funny, strange, fifth-sized rock piles placed off game trails. Mm-hmm. You know, there was an instance where I had found some uh, rocks on a log, just sitting on the log. So I kicked them off at the time and cut the log up. <laughs> so not oh, knowing any better. I th- I believe um you know and certainly Paul Guffey, one of the researchers that's in the chat room here, he's he sent me tons of photos he's found near the Minnesota River. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like either a signal, um, I would imagine, to more of their kind. Well, is it kind of like, yeah, like roadmaps, yeah, like, yeah, like, like road signs, you, yeah. you know, yeah. for the rest of them. Yep, this is yeah. where Joel lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Up there by Duluth there. Yep, right there. That's where he lives. So um, one of the one of the questions, too, is have you ever had your house, would you ever sleep at night and you had your house banged? No, I never noticed anything like that. Okay. But, you know, you never know. You never had any anything looking the windows or not that I'm aware of, no. But after I saw it, that's mm-hmm. all I did was stare at the window that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not why I bet. Yeah. Right through here. Yeah. yeah. Did you have curtains on your windows? Um, we did. And I uh, kept them closed. Good for you. <laughs> I can't yeah. say I blame the man. I, I, I <laughs> oh, away from the window. 
uh, Dana goes, uh, has there ever been any animals up in the trees? I guess he's thinking, he's referring to dead ones. Oh, um, no, I never saw any dead animals in the trees. And we didn't find too many dead carcasses, like I said, in the woods. Mm-hmm. Just a couple. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had been there for a while and no idea what happened. Sure. You know, any dead rabbits, like with the heads removed, or birds with the heads removed? Yeah, like stash spots no. is what Doug's saying. You know, for later kind of animal stuff like that. No, yeah. no, they'll leave those. No, they'll leave those, Joel, at farms, where people's like if people live in a cabin and they yeah. end up lifting them, or they take something. A lot of times they'll leave a, a dead rabbit with a head. You know, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You are right. right. I was thinking mountain lions for some reason. No, well, I mean, once again, years. we don't know what's we don't know what's yeah. leaving these animals. But what we do know yeah. is they're dead. And there's there's no head. Yeah, it's yeah, not usually the part a cougar is going to eat is the the head of a rabbit. It's not usually right. So there you are. You're you're, you're you've experienced all this, and you've. Uh, and you don't have any interest in going back in the woods, which which I, you know, each their own kind of thing. But is there just a little bit of you, Jay? Just a little bit. With the right circumstances, the right group of people, would you go back in? Yeah, I'll need the Marines. <laughs> Fully loaded. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, yeah I, I think it, I mean, in my opinion, this animal would tear apart that you yeah. Might have been. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. enough. Good enough, Jay. The, uh, there's a question, or there's the comment, Jay, in the comments from Chris Bowers, who says using the rocks to knock down game, such as deer and smaller game animals. Um, he said he's he's had taken several pictures, you know, of rock piles just like that, which are used for hunting. Maybe they're using them to throw at the animals kill. Yep, for hunting. Yep. Wow. Okay. So that's where those rocks. It might have been an ambush point. Nice. Yeah. Who knows? You know, Donna. Donna. I think that's the name. I think that's a screen name. I don't want to misspell or misspeak here. Uh, great comment, Jay. Do you have any questions for us? I mean, do you have any Bigfoot questions? Oh wow. You know, it's. You know, I, I'm just going off what I experienced, and. You know, maybe some of these things that I experienced and explained in the book. Mm-hmm. Now, they could be anything, but I only put in there what I thought might really be connected to what I ended up seeing. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, but as far as questions, I really don't have a, you know, an interest in uh, going to find this guy again. So. Do, you, do, you, do you watch a lot of the Bigfoot shows or, you know, podcasts yeah. and those kinds of things, Jay? I started watching them because I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to give me some information and right. there'll be a sighting and there'll be some real proof and I'll be, you know, confirmed. But it's like this toll on you when you're watching this. You're like, eh, they're not going to find anything if they keep yelling and stuff, I think, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, but, but well, I guess my more of my question was, are you obsessed at getting more information on the topic? You know, I'd like to know, but yeah, it's, as far as more information, yeah, I've, I've watched shows to learn more and to understand more because, like I said, I grew up 
not understanding any of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and mm-hmm. put it all together later. And back when this has happened to you, there was not a lot of media like there is today about Bigfoot either. You know, you had the no, one show you mentioned, but outside that, you're right, there was not a ton on TV at that point. No. no. Not like today. Yeah, I never, I never saw a Bigfoot show until I was 30-something. Mm-hmm. And what was your first Bigfoot show? Well, I think it was Finding Bigfoot, maybe, or Monster Quest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it gets crazy. Oh, by the way, Joel, you called Dana. I did. I did. I uh, caught myself. It's Dan, I've known, and I I've known, I've and, known. and I and I apologize to Dan. By the way, and I, I don't want to misspeak anyone's name. So I've known Dana for twenty two years. Very he's cool. A, um, um, he studies reptiles. Oh, awesome! He's a, he's a good. He's a very good field guy. He's I'd like to have him on the show to talk about reptiles one of these days. Yep. Did you ever hear about the one where the lady was sleeping with the with the snake and the, the guy tells her? Well, we'll get we'll get Dana. Enough. We'll get yeah. him on, but you got to promise not to call him Donna. Well, I won't call him Donna. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I said I think I said Dana. Yeah, we got to We actually should get him on. He's we uh, should. My gosh, yes. He's knowledgeable. He he was. He was an investigator for the BFRO for many years. Oh, very, very cool. But anyhow, Jay, again, the book is yep. awesome. It's out there. People can buy it. I definitely think everyone should go ahead and get your book. And a lot of great stuff. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. Adams County Bigfoot, Friend or Beast. That's the book. And we're discussing his encounters, Jay's encounters, on this farm that he grew up on in Wisconsin. And it is just getting more and more in-depth as we go. But the chance encounter on the trail is what changed everything for you, Jay. Were you more scared? Exactly. Obviously, you were more scared after the encounter, right, Jay? I mean, that was exactly. come-to-Jesus moment. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Did After that encounter, and because you still had to live on the farm, did, were you, do you, did you want to go in the woods at that point, or did you stay close to the house? I stayed close to the house. I was cutting trees on the edge of the woods mm-hmm. that were lying in the field and all versus going into the woods. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it changed you. Even to this day, it sounds like. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I definitely give you high marks um, for just really being sincere. I really do, Jay. Yeah. You're a great witness. And it's it's witnesses like you that um, I wouldn't say you're rare by any means, but but when they do come around, you really need to try to get into what they really saw. You want to take your time with them, you know. Don't don't just ask them a few questions and push them off the door because um, they're valuable. Mm-hmm. You're very valuable, right. and don't underestimate the information, um, you know that 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 you can give the community who are desperate for it too, even though we've been, you know, researching the topic forever. You connect dots. Trust me, there's dots that connect with every witness can help connect our dots. Hmm. Right. And that's when I connected all the dots was just by watching the shows later. Yeah. Otherwise I don't think I would have connected everything that happened. Previous yeah. Writing. Yeah. 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 And then, well, sure. you know, parent information is important. I would love to talk to your neighbors. I mean, you know, other people in the area, just just to say, you know, ask and find out if they've had similar <laughs> sightings or, or similar activity. Right. I'm curious. I'm sure some of my neighbors are listening. 
family. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to get this all out in the open. Um, yeah. Sure. No, I, I think it's I think it's good because um, you're gonna realize, and to all of your family members, let me say this: if this thing was just fictitious and just a bunch of BS, um, Amy Boo is in here and she runs Zoobook which is really a big group of scientists that get together every other Thursday just to discuss this topic because they know it's not going away. They know that, and many of them are involved in the, in the zoo book because they've had their own experience, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, which is really interesting. So as time goes on, more and more scientists are going to be involved. It's no doubt. Right. You know, I see a question there. It says, do you think, Bigfoot could be an alien, you know. Could I, be, could be. I'm not so sure about that, <laughs> but uh, I, I would need proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I do know some people think that they're, you know, either dimensional or uh, whatever aliens or God knows what. And you know, I hate to combine two mysteries to try to solve one. Mm -hmm. Right, because you end up combining three or four. Yeah, it never ends. No. We have to just go on the fact they're probably flesh and blood, and, and uh, absolutely. Uh, Amy, Amy's in the chat room, and she's just done an amazing. Probably, I really can't think of a lot of people that have done more for Bigfooting than she has because of her constantly. There she is up on the screen, constantly bringing scientists together and having this, creating this ingenious platform for them to meet um, anonymously. You know, where we don't, in some cases, we don't even know their names, but we know they have a degree. They're an academic. And so it's people like Amy, Jay, that are going to someday vindicate you. Yes, please do. Yeah. It's a burden otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It actually is a burden. Um, I feel it once in a while, too. You'll be at a party, you know, with a bunch of people, and, you know, someone will go, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> And you don't know whether to just keep your damn mouth shut. And yeah, yeah, right. right. Go, well, I'm an entrepreneur. You That's know, kind you of know. liberating, though, Jay, right? To have the book out there. It's liberating. Yeah, it's I, off I, your chest. You don't have to think about I, it anymore. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's a possibility that this might relieve my tension mm -hmm. of thinking about it. And putting it out there is just it's a big relief. Yeah. Um, until somebody starts questioning me and calling me a liar and all. Well, you know, there's there's always give me that heckler in the crowd, right? <laughs> but you know for yourself that it's true, and you don't need to convince anyone else. Yeah, I would have never brought it up if I didn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never. Yep. Oh, I want to say I see Michael Hexum is in there. He's a very devoted researcher here in Minnesota, and um, man, he's 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 like the ultimate field guy. Yeah. Yeah, Mike is a hell of a guy. Yep, you know Michael. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a friend of mine, and he's a friend of yours too, Doug. And, well, and yeah, he's he's a he's a hell of a researcher. Yeah, he's. Uh, I just I just know how hard that he works in the summer. Oh, they, yeah, they all do. I mean, we have a great group of people that listen to the show. Very dedicated folks, and they, you guys are what makes the show go, though. I mean, yeah. you know, really. So, so the ultimate, um, Jay, would be to maybe hook up with a couple of people that are researchers just to talk to, just to hang out with, just to milk their brain, and maybe even go out in the woods with them at times. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. 
I mean, this is this is a mystery, Jay. That's it's getting fueled every day, hundreds and hundreds mm -hmm. of sightings every week, all over the country. One percent of people are reporting these sightings. Yeah. And the reason they're not reporting is because there nobody's you know nobody wants to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, this mystery is not going away, guys. It's not as secretive as it once was. I mean, people are more open now, Doug. Right. Thanks to shows like yours and Finding yeah. Bigfoot well, and. And other things out there, I, I I know back in the you know back when Jay was having the sightings, to mention it openly, you would they would have looked at you a little bit funny once in a while. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you, you I know. can only imagine if he would have came forward in a small community or to his classmates. You never mentioned anything, Jay, to your classmates. I take it. I did, and they laughed at me. Yeah, and I, yeah. I did mention it to a classmate who was Native American. And he's the person that told me to go talk to his dad. Mm. And he told me about the woods people. So, At least the classmate turned you on to his dad, though. And it kind of gave yeah, you, a, you know, someone to talk to. Yeah. They were very open to it, and it's part of their belief system. So he said there's, they got totem poles with, with the brother in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you, you realize, Jay, when somebody like you took the time to write a book, come forward, Tell your story, go on podcasts, talk to people. You've elevated the topic also, you understand. No doubt scientists will see this. And it might just it might be you. You might be the one witness that makes their light bulb go off. So don't underestimate um, how important it is. And I know you're going to go on um, uh, Sasquatch Odyssey at some point soon, correct? Yeah. And hopefully you'll get your mic working. Exactly. <laughs> I, I can't believe Alex even thought of what you guys did to pull this off, but I'm glad he did. Right. It really yeah. wasn't that bad. Wasn't that? No, all? no, it's working all just well, fine. And yeah. good job, Alex. I think, yeah. I think Alex. The alien ship was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what time we have? We have what? Got four, four minutes, four left. minutes left. What, what do you want to say, Jay, to the world? What do you uh, want to say? You know, be open-minded. You know, not everybody's telling the truth, I'm sure, but some people are looking for attention. But I think most people are very serious about this and just follow the word. And like you guys said, some of these information that people are putting out there a little bit might connect the dot with somebody else mm -hmm. and, and be beneficial in the long run. So, yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh... Like like Doug had said and other people had said, people like you add that little that next piece of the puzzle. See, you know, William William Nighthawk said, Good for you, Jay. Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, until next time, guys, we gotta get out of here, Doug. No, we actually don't. We still have three minutes. That's our three minute warning. I, I, I heard the, the music. That's the three minute warning. Three minute. I'm getting used to this whole new format. Yeah, this is all new, Joel. See, now I'm a face for radio is the thing, Doug. Oh, my God. I've been God. behind the mic for radio we, for we years. We all have faces for radio. <laughs> yeah, but I do yeah. think people I do think people enjoy, you know, connecting with people. Yeah. You know, with their faces and stuff. And, yeah, it can be hard, you know, being alive like this. Things can happen. Things can go wrong. Uh, weird things can happen. Lights can fall. Um, God knows you can spill your water and your keyboard. Well, you could, you could, <laughs> but you know, really, I want to thank Jay for coming on. Uh, yeah. Jay is a thank class you guys act. for allowing me to be on. 
and we got a couple more minutes so let's let's go ahead and let's plug the book again yeah we'll go buy this book definitely want to do this if you have a big footer in your life that you're looking for something to buy them it'd be a great gift as well uh, it's it's uh again it's adams county bigfoot friend or beast is what it's called it's me jay vernon is our author and he took the time to write this book and it chronicles his time uh, in the Wisconsin, on the Wisconsin farm in the seventies and the eighties. So I, I, I had one, I had one question. Um, do, do, is there any way people can contact you through Facebook or somewhere like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's Jay Vernon on Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. You guys can always hand out my number if somebody wants to get a hold of me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we might hold you to go into that Wisconsin. We might hold you to that, Jay. Who knows? Yeah, it's 7 a.m. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get out there. I'm looking at your wall. Is this? T- tell me about your wall. It's amazing. Oh, I, uh, this is the house we're selling, and I did a barn board wall. Oh, it's so cool. So, uh, gotcha. Goes around the house. And, sure, yeah. sure. That looks absolutely amazing. That is very amazing. But now it's no longer the three-minute warning. We really do have to get out of here. Okay. Until well, next time, guys. Good, good night. Good night, Joel. Good night, Alex. Good night, everybody that good listened. Jay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And all good the night. people, all the people that Jay Vernon, thank you, thank you, sir, for sharing your tale tonight yep. with us. And we, we never mentioned Kevin Morrison. I want to mention Kevin. He said a lot of great, a lot of nice comments. And Wizard. Yeah, um, a lot yeah, of great folks. Stuff, Texas and Jack. Alex Highcheck, thank you so much for yeah, producing thanks, this thing, making this thing go, and everybody else that's tuning in. And so we'll be back guys. next Wednesday with another Bigfoot guest. We will. Take care of each other. Love each other, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.